like to welcome back on the program the one and the only Andrew Dambina. Andrew, it's great to chat to you again. How are you doing? I'm very good, thanks. It's um, I, I've been away from Hong Kong during this tumultuous time and with a big time difference following all the goings on from Poland, which uh, which does have a very interesting uh, culinary repertoire that I knew very little about before going there. Well, I was going to say, oh, we- you've come back to a sort of different Hong Kong, semi-different Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, I, I, you know, don't want to get all political in this chat, but it's uh, you know, it's pretty disgusting uh, to to be to be in you know the situation that we're in now. It's uh, as a long-term resident of of, of close to thirty years now. It's uh, wow, it's you know, I consider years. this my home. Yeah. Well, close to that, wow. and it's uh, and I just I just feel disgusted with uh, with the transparency of uh, of what the. Uh, Hong Kong sort of uh, regime um, is showing itself to be now, which is pretty much nothing. Oh, so uh, sorry you have to come back yeah. to this, Andrew. Well, like we said... <laughs> you're we're, here, we're you're not, here too. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not talking politics. We're talking Polish food today. Yes, we are. So... We are. I was going to say, how do you even say hello in Polish? I mean, I'm sure you learnt the lingo while you were there. Indeed. Um, I, I, I did, but I... Uh, um, I've forgotten. I, it's... Yeah, I have a bit. It's it's uh, it's it's chick dobry, which is good morning. Oh, very yeah. good, chick dobry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I can say yeah. a few Polish words. Oops, I can say a few Polish words uh, because uh, I, I I worked at a restaurant in the UK before, and I had um, a really really good friend Magda, uh, who is Polish. Yeah. And uh, she always says, "You have right." Um, well, that's obviously not. Instead of "You are right," she'll say, "You have right," and then she used to call me Swinka. Which means... What does that mean? It means a uh, little pig. Oh, how lovely. Yes. What a lovely friend you had. Yes. And then I said, well, I said, can you call me something else rather than Svinka, little pig? Um, yeah. And then she started calling me Krulik, which means rabbit. So, well, there you go. that's a bit cuter. Yes. That's a bit cuter. Although, although little piggies can be quite cute. They can but, be, uh, yes. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. what have you got well, for us this week? <laughs> yeah, I mean everything about Poland um, uh, was was above expectation. I, I've got to say, and this was uh, a holiday with the family for a couple of weeks, and uh, and it was uh, as we travelled around and hired a car and drove around. Um, it seemed that there were lots of dishes that were on the menu everywhere as national dishes, and it um, there were a couple of regional variations, but 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 the food generally was well above expectation. It's a bit fattier. And you might get, and that's because they have long, harsh winters. And even in the summer, it was it was it was creeping over thirty degrees there. You may have heard that um, that parts of Europe uh, oh. a couple of weeks ago were into the forties, which is unheard of. So uh, Paris was well. Even yeah. the UK was like 38, 39. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and uh, and uh, good old Polska was uh, about thirty three, um, which was uh, which was which we weren't expecting. So. Uh, Lugging half a case of uh, of cool um, winter wear was uh, was uh, was <laughs> not was, was not that yeah yeah but who would have known um, but you know when people think of uh, Eastern European countries they may think of bland meat and uh, boiled uh, a vegetable with no flavour and stuff that, that that goes back to the kind of uh, pre late eighties where a lot of uh, countries had um, had been really you know under sort of um, 
conditions where things were harsh to live in. Um, now, nowadays, the uh, the type of ingredients that are around are plentiful, and so you still get in Poland, around the country, and I went around most of it, um, a, a lot of traditional dishes that are loved, but there are some, uh, um, some uh, for them, exotic ingredients creeping in, and sometimes they'll pepper up a traditional dish with some um, faraway ingredients or different types of flavours from uh, even Asian cuisines and stuff. I'll get onto that later. But um, uh, talking about um, uh, what people expect, cabbage from Russia and Eastern Europe, Hungary, Poland and all those places, people might think of boiled meat and cabbage with no flavour. Um, pickled cabbage, which, uh, which is popular obviously with sauerkraut in Germany, which borders uh, Poland is something which is eaten and enjoyed to cut through some of the fattier dishes. So sauerkraut, either um, served cold or warm, um, uh, cabbage with vinegar and sometimes uh, addition of meat, little uh, slivers of meat or vegetable or sausage even, um, is, is used to go with the main dish, which is usually meat or fish, um, and uh, that, that, that's cabbage with the vinegary um, sauce does cut through some of the fat but mm. let's talk about let's talk about one dish which I only heard about when I was about to go to uh, Poland when a colleague of mine in uh, a magazine that I work part-time in who lives in Canada in Canada there are Polish restaurants I didn't um, I don't know if there probably are in America because there's a large Polish community but I'd never I'd never really tried Polish food before going there. So the national, the most famous dish is called a pierogi. Have, yeah. you, have you heard of that? Have I you heard have, of it? I have. You get them in Russia and Ukraine as well. Okay. Um, yes, they're called something slightly different in Russia, oh, but okay. yes, you do. They're, they're, they're a similar thing. Um, I hadn't heard of this before researching it, before going there, because I was curious about what food would be eating. Um, so, well, you may know then that uh, a pierogi is, a, is, a, is basically a dumpling and uh, it can be steamed, boiled or baked. Um, so it's made like a dumpling, looks a bit like a large one ton. And um, it, but, but the wheat flour skin can be baked. So sometimes they are baked, but we saw them 80 or 90% steamed or boiled. And the difference between a wonton and a pierogi um, is that the skin is much thicker. So um, my, my wife, who, uh, who loves a wonton now and then, um, and she's Chinese, um, she, it took her some getting used to because the <laughs> skin of the, of the pierogi is pretty thick. It's like, let me, I'm just looking, it's probably, I'm just sort of um, thinking it's probably about three millimetres or so thick as opposed to really? your one millimetre that wow. you get. Yeah, so it's got quite a, a bite or a chewiness to it. I liked it, but that's hearty food. And, you know, for, for, even though it was 33 degrees or pushing 30 most of the time that we were there, um, it, um, it was um, something that you can imagine would be nice and robust and warming in the wintertime. They don't thin down that skin for the summer. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> But and, and the, the standard filling is uh, is chopped uh, pork and vegetable. Now, now the chopping of the pork would be a um, not as fine as you know in a one ton where it's where it's kind of more minced. Oh, so you it's not minced. No, it's chopped. So there's again ah. a bit of texture and bite to it, um, and uh, with with some vegetable or herbs uh, and herbs and seasoning. That's the standard one. But you also get veggie ones, which are which you can get um, 
uh, in in cities they'll mix wild mushrooms which are in full season at the moment um there are just mushrooms edible mushrooms everywhere um around because there's so many forests in poland that they can just help themselves to some of these and farmed mushrooms so you get a mixture of wild and farmed mushrooms with onions and herbs that's a great light veggie one to, to lighten up on those thick skins that you're eating on the outside of them um and another veggie one or a type that is vegetarian that you could have, say, with if you are carnivorous and having meaty ones as well, is pickled cabbage, um, which, as mentioned earlier, finds its way into many dishes. You can get straightforward pickled cabbage pierogies, which are steamed and hot, and they go pretty well. You could have them as you could have that instead of potatoes with um, with say meat and veg, and you could have some pierogies on the side that are that are. Uh, um, pickled cabbage goes nicely. Um, the Russian one that you mentioned, um, um, they, they, it's interesting because in Poland they have something that they call a Russian pierogi. And it's exactly the, the same. It looks the same as uh, Polish pierogies and it's, it's mostly boiled or steamed again. In Russia, um, um, they, they call theirs pierogi. Um, oh. And uh, can, can you say that, Noreen? Pierogi. Thank you. And uh, in 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 uh, but in Poland, the Russian uh, pierogi, as they call it, is only one variety. It's a steamed dumpling filled with cottage cheese because they are big on cottage cheese in Poland as well. They'll have that um, for breakfast with cold meats and stuff. But a pierogi stuffed with cottage cheese, it, cottage cheese, which is really unseasoned it's mildly sweet it's actually quite refreshing in the summer to have some of those as well it can be eaten with a savory dish um, or together with other savory dishes or you can have it as my family did with a cup of tea or coffee in the afternoon and a wedge of lemon and whipped cream as a tea time snack um, or dessert well yeah i was so going to ask cheese. i was yeah, going to ask yeah. uh, is pierogi a savory dish or can you also have sweet versions of pierogies well, the, yeah, there, there you go. I mean, we're crossing, we're, we're crossing the border here with the cottage cheese ones, which kind of straddle both savoury and sweet options, depending if you, if on if you just boil them straight and have them um, with other savoury dishes as part of a meal, or if um, we, when when we just were looking at what we could have for an afternoon tea snack, it was uh, suggested by a waiter that we try these cottage cheese pierogies it was delicious sprinkled with cinnamon wedge of lemon and whipped cream on the side <laughs> it's not it's not a uh, a diet uh, snack with a, with a coffee absolutely delicious and there and there are other sweet ones which are purely sweet ones um, which so the while the, while that cottage cheese one can go can swing either way it's um the, there are there are other dessert ones which um, can have the flour that's treated with uh, with chocolate powder so your your skin is uh, has a chocolate flavor from mixing in you know drinking chocolate or other chocolate powder um can be filled with banana um or other fruits and um there are other experimentations with chocolate inside them these are all Whoa. these are all quite new and not traditional yeah. so yeah the one with chocolate inside you boil it up you can get some which are full-on chocolate, chocolate skins with chocolate inside, which boiled up so it's like a liquid chocolate when you bust open the dumpling, you know, like a lava cake. Yeah. Which is uh, so. It's so there decadent. are. It is. It is. And you know, the, <laughs> I mean, these 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 dumplings have their origins in past times, um, which uh, until 1989. 
um, when there was a revolution in Poland, um, people were basically not on food rations all the time, but they were very limited. They had to queue for food, for bread, and it was known that um, um, that they, you know, it was a it was a time where there were no treats as such, and so it's very much out of that phase now. Um, the nouveau pierogi, as well as the uh, the dessert ones, uh, we tried uh, a forward-thinking duck pierogi, Whoa. which just sounded interesting. <laughs> yeah, it sounded interesting. We didn't know what to expect. We thought, give that a go. And it turned out to be boiled dumplings filled with French uh, duck rillette. That's a bit like a pâté, um, but I recognised it because of going to the middle of France somewhere where it's quite sort of uh, where it's best um, sort of enjoyed. And it's like a, a fibrous uh, seasoned paste that it was filled with. And that was amazing. That was really decadent. And I, and I thought it was going to be sliced duck because they eat these days. Um, there's a lot of rivers and uh, great lakes to the east of uh, Poland uh, where duck um, is on the menu. Oh, wow. Um, I just uh, wanted to say, going back to the chocolate pierogi, my mind is really um, on it. It reminds me of this yeah. chocolate uh, si uh, siulong bao that I tried um, really? when, I, when I was in Taiwan. Um, the, huh. the, yes, the good old chain of, a big chain of the dumpling, Din Tai Fung, the, the one in Taipei, oh, yeah. they actually yeah. do chocolate uh, siulong bao. Wow. It, it was really uh, good. <laughs> Can I just can I can I just ask? Do you have to be a bit careful? Is it like really hot chocolate? You know, like with some of the Sulong Bao when you eat it, yes. they can burst. Yes. So it it just yeah. sort of it's like a lava that kind of like molten chocolate that sort of like you know, comes over your mouth. Right. Um, yeah, and it's very very hot. In fact, I think it comes with the caution. It's very hot so that people don't just gobble yeah. it up in one go. Yeah. You know, I've got to say, actually, um, I mean, it's the, the, it's true that you kind of need to wait a second or two before you bite into a, an average pierogi, before you kind of hit the filling and realise what you're eating because of that thick skin. <laughs> but um, I think it's a bit it's a bit safer than the thinnest of all dumplings, the Long Bao, which, um, you know, which can, which many an eater... I, I've done it a few times. Has burnt themselves, you know, or, oh. or felt the the wrath the wrath of a hot inside uh, content there. Um, yeah, well, that's interesting. I, don't, I hadn't heard of that. I must try that if I get to Taipei sometime. Um, the um, the uh, the other really kind of experimental ones that we saw and we knew were around, but we didn't really fancy was Mexican chili and Thai curry. Those of those are the things I mentioned earlier, which had worked there, you know influences that never would have been dreamed possible um, a couple of decades ago um, in Poland are now sort of on the menu trying things that are more exotic. So, um, you know, go taking taking something uh, that's traditional and just in some places giving it a, um, you know, a bit of a twist. Yeah. Um, out yeah. of curiosity, Andrew, when you mm. were around in Poland, what sorts of, apart from Polish cuisine, what other cuisines did you see uh, that were quite popular there? Did you see a lot of Chinese okay. cuisine or, or Vietnamese cuisine? Or I don't know, what kind of cuisine really took off uh, in, in Poland? No, no. There were not. There were not. Um, uh, it was distinctly lacking in Asian um, oh. cuisines. Um, there was. I mean, we did only spent one night in Warsaw, um, the capital, where there may there may have been. I don't, that was the least amount of time, but spent three days in the next two biggest cities, Krakow and Gdansk, oh. and there were no Chinese restaurants. Um, the, the the only place that uh, the 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 only um, Asian cuisine that I saw was Indian 
cuisine, and um, oh, and we did actually try. Nice. There were, but it, but yeah, yeah. But it was, was there, it, it was it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, and uh, I mean, uh, the, the place that we stayed in a place called Torun, which is known for its uh, across the country for making gingerbread, which is absolutely delicious. Gingerbread, as in not 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 like um, like the gingerbread, not man. like. Yes, but you know the gingerbread men that we that we get here are it's it's a bit hard because they, they sometimes they come from overseas. This was light and fluffy. It was like a, a fluffy, sponge, ginger sponge cake. A fluffy yeah. gingerbread man. Wow. Yeah, and that's that was the main reason for going to that town actually called Torun T O R U N, which is known for gingerbread and the center of it has got like many places there has got uh, incredible medieval uh centers i mean i tell you what it was like walking around a um a stage set going around poland a lot of the time um but um don't want to don't want to sort of swerve into travel reporting but it was um but it was but it was um the history of some of the buildings there. It took a severe bombing in the Second World War, but some of the buildings date back uh, to the 13th century. And uh, Torun and uh, uh, Gdansk and Krakow are full of, uh, of really, really just, you know, mind-blowing old architecture. And, I'm um, sure. That, that, uh, and, uh, yeah. There's and, a gingerbread uh, and, and more... museum in Torun. Um, I'm just yes, indeed there is. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is awesome. You can take workshops there. You can do <laughs> workshops if you've got a half a day to spare, which we didn't. You can um, learn how to make them as well, um, which uh, was, um, you know, it's it, it's um, the the gingerbread is great. And in Torun, the place that we were staying in uh, in the same street, there was uh, what used to be uh, an Indian food only restaurant, but now serves Indian food among other things. It has Indian chefs that are cooking everything there. Um, it was really authentic. I had I had a great curry with um, with gorgeous garlic naan bread, uh, as good as anywhere I would expect in Hong Kong that I would taste. They were you know because they're authentic uh, chefs, Indian chefs. So. I was going to say, yeah. are there any direct flights from Hong Kong to Poland, to Warsaw? There are, um, but I was going to... Uh, I started in Gdansk, which ah. is uh, in the very north of Poland, and so there, there aren't direct flights to, uh, to that city. So um, I... Um, yeah, I had to stop on the way, do a stopover, because um, that was a starting point. So that took quite a long time to get there. You know, you mentioned are there other quiz, uh, cuisines. The uh, the surprising thing, which was not that impressive, but, you know, good good for them, because decades ago, you know, they were <coughs> eating humble dishes, um, was that pizza, kebabs, and ice cream are everywhere, everywhere, and it's really? uh, and there and there are sight there are sight there are massive signs for them. If you're on a highway or or on a road coming into town, you get a huge sign that says pizza, and then the name of the restaurant or kebabs, and it's like they're 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 so so popular. So um uh, and the uh, another another there are other things that I'd like to mention if there's time, Nas. Is there? Yes, yes, yes. There's time. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, uh, other things that you might not expect fish and chips um, they could teach the UK a thing or two on uh, less fatty batter kind of uh, skin here I think <laughs> um, there's so much is there, on, the, on the northern coast in Gdansk where I stayed the Baltic Sea is a cold cold sea as you can imagine and it's, it borders um, it borders Scandinavia and Russia 
um, in part. And um, there are cold water fish. So you've got cod, there's turbot, there's also salmon. Um, Poland is en route to salmon that that then goes, um, that ends its life in Norway and some of the Scandinavian countries. But the uh, but, but the salmon spends part of its life off the coast of Poland. So the quality of, uh, of salmon, cod and turbot and a few other fish that we tried is, you know, it's super, super fresh because we are lucky in Hong Kong to be able to get all sorts of, you can get all of those fish in Hong Kong, but obviously they're not as fresh when they arrive here from far away. Mm. So, um, but, but eating them there with a very, very light breadcrumb batter um, which is almost no batter was great because it just kind of basically sealed in the fish and then it was being steamed in this kind of very light batter that was on the outside unlike the kind of you know thick batter that's traditionally uh, British and enjoyed in other places um, you know like Australia and stuff it's, um, so it was it, it was that, that's really nice and we and so I hadn't had fish and chips actually for a while because I tend not to go for that you know bit try not to eat too much fatty stuff but I had it a few three times in in two weeks <laughs> in in Poland and it was really really good but I have lake fish on the east of on the east of Poland they've got these these lakes and we spent a couple of days there and it's beautiful scenically there's also freshwater fish and so I tried pike which was um, full of bones but delicious uh, but it was in a creamy sauce because they love using cream and cheese in dishes as well so Pretty it's hearty uh, food. I, 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 yeah, I've definitely put on a few pounds, and uh, and they do brilliant ice creams in Poland as well. <laughs> but um, that's that, that's more of the recent stuff. But quickly back to cabbage, the array of pickled cabbage, hot and cold, is very wide. You know, as I said, with vinegar usually in there to cut through the oilier parts of the meat, cheese, and cream that features in the main dishes. Um, the king of uh, or the national staple of uh, of cabbage dishes is called bigos. Um, and it's uh, shredded cabbage that uh, sometimes has the inclusion of slivers of meat or Polish sausage. That's another big thing. They're big on loads of different types of sausage, usually pork-based. Um, or in this bigos sliced cabbage, um, there's also sometimes mushroom instead of meat, um, mm. and there's always some flavouring and spices. It's like sauerkraut, and it's enjoyed warm most of the time, and it's, uh, it's slow-cooked for a while. Um, which makes it uh, quite soft, uh, but full flavoured, and you're still getting some veggie content. So, um, uh, what else can I tell you? Beetroot soup, which is called boshed in Polish, is different to the Russian boshed that we see sometimes in Hong Kong. Um, this is a beetroot-based soup, which is sometimes blended with cream and potato, just as a smooth soup, or it's a clear broth with dumplings, uh, but the dumplings usually have meat, so if you're vegetarian or vegan, you can have a clear broth um, in some restaurants um, just with cooked slices of beet beetroot in there, which is quite refreshing. Wow. Andrew, I'm uh, so hungry yeah. hearing all the beetroot soup, the pierogi. Have, have you had your lunch today? I did. I had a cottage pie, <laughs> okay. so it was pretty hearty, to Sausage be honest. Sausage pie? No, cottage pie. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, cottage pie. Is, that, is the canteen in RTHK serving that these days, or was that from somewhere else? No, that's the canteen from uh, the Mir uh, household. Oh, right. Uh, homemade. Nice. Homemade, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but, oh, Andrew, it sounds like you had a delightful trip uh, to Poland. I can't recommend it. can't recommend it enough. Didn't know, didn't have time. I was so busy before going there. Didn't have time to research it properly. Um, and it turned out to be one of the most memorable holidays ever. Driving around um, for uh, over a week of it, of a two-week holiday, and it was it, it, it's hard to please everyone. I know that you've got one very young child and another on the way. Um, I, I'm, I'm in charge of a 16-year-old who um, you know has his sound cancelling headphones on most of the time, um, and it's uh, you know in his own bubble. Um, but it's um, it, it, he he enjoyed a lot of it as well, which was a relief because um, you know two weeks could be a long time for. Um, to be in possession of a, an eye-rolling teenager. But, um, <laughs> but, but, it, but it turned best, out well. Sometimes the best trips are... I know you said you were really busy and couldn't research it very well, but sometimes, you know, serendipity, mm. when you when you discover places along the way, those are kind of really... Couldn't ma- agree more. Yeah, it makes for a memorable holiday. Wow. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the Lake District that we went to for two nights um, was one of those serendipitous things... Once I'd got there and it was and was in Gdansk, um, I then heard about the Lake District and and uh, we went with it. Went there at the expense of not going to another place that sounded that's called Rocklau, which is meant to be quite a contemporary city right down in the south, close to Krakow, where we did go. It wasn't time to do Rocklau in the end uh, because we went to the Lake District. No regrets. The Lake District was was so beautiful, so beautiful. That's awesome. um, Wow. I'm sure some of our listeners will be thinking of going to Poland uh, for their next big holiday then. I really recommend it. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Andrew, thank you so much for your time uh, this afternoon, for recommending uh, the food that you had and also places Mm. uh, to go to as well. Uh, A travel, a true travel reporter as well at heart. Meanwhile, meanwhile, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Andrew. And that's Andrew Dembina, our food and drinks and travel correspondent. Thank you very much. Thank you, Victoria.